Hello, and welcome to the Activation Nation podcast, your weekly source of actionable advice from industry experts in self-development, life-managed products, and more to help you activate your wellness, your business, and your life. Today's episode focuses on personal growth and leadership development. But first, the legal stuff. You may hear our guests talk about the income they've earned or how their health has been affected with LifeVantage. Please note that the average annual earnings of a typical active LifeVantage consultant in 2022 was $885. For the most up-to-date information, please click the link in our show notes. Any product statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, here's your host to dive into today's story to help you activate your life. Hey, Activation Nation, and welcome to another amazing episode. Today, we are with someone that I have really just been looking forward to interviewing, and that is Aaron Brockovich. Aaron has been on our board of directors since May of 2019. Aaron has an incredible background of over 35 years of diverse legal and business success, both domestic and global. She is someone that is a huge asset to our Life Vantage board, and we were able to catch up really on Aaron's viewpoint on leadership. Um, I think you're going to love this. She does a great job of talking about her experience. Um, spoiler alert, the movie does come up a little bit, but really tying her experience back to really what it means to be successful as a Life Vantage consultant um, and showing a lot of the parallel paths and the things that exist between the two of those. So I hope you enjoy this episode and we're excited to have you hear it. All right. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. We're excited to have you on Activation Nation. And this episode, we are talking all about leadership. And I know you are someone who is a tremendous leader, who has an amazing career, has done many, many fantastic things. And I I know you've been surrounded by great leaders yourself. So my my first question for you is just pretty simple. What does leadership kind of mean to you? and, And how would you say that it's evolved? Your definition of it has evolved over time. Well, that's a big question to start on such an early morning. Um, <laughs> Coming <but> in hot. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. It's nice to be here. And oh my gosh, leadership. So everybody always thinks you have to have certain things to be a leader. Mm. And we all have those skills. I don't know that we always recognize them. Leader starts early on, especially as you become a new mom. Yeah. And so if I, and ev- there has been a huge evolution in my thought process of exactly what a leader is and what is a leader supposed to do. You know, we try to define everything. Sure, sure. But leadership for me really began when I became a mom. Wow. It comes with responsibility. Um, it comes with boundaries. It comes with love. I think everyone thinks leadership has to be strong and stern, but Mm. I think leadership encompasses empathy, compassion, uh, intuition, understanding, having those boundaries, um, helping to develop another human being. Leadership isn't about I'm standing here and I'm the leader. Everybody follow and do as I say, right? Yeah. It's about bringing out the good qualities in people. So for me, the idea of leadership really began when I became a mom. And it's evolved into, let's just 
shoot way into the future here because yeah. I I had my first child at 22. Uh-huh. Um, by the time I was 31, I had two children and mm-hmm. a baby. And that's when I had started my work on this now famous case <laughs> that was a result of the film. And so we all feel like we know your kids, by the way, from the movie. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh, I, I dare date myself, but my son's 40. Wow. My next daughter's going to be 39, and my youngest is 32. Incredible. It's just like, wow. And now I'm watching them as leaders with their children. So it's not anything you can define, but now in my career, I can tell you almost 100% of the time, the leaders are the women and the mothers in the communities that I work with that are facing all these environmental pollutants, sick children, family members with cancer. But as we started, they exhibit the same thing. They, Mm. They ask questions. They're curious. They don't let a roadblock be put up that suddenly now defines, well, you're not the leader. Why should we listen to you? They are very guttural. Uh, they're there because somebody's harmed a kid, harmed their kid, yeah. their family. They have the empathy, the compassion, the interest. And then they start really finding other community members that they want to pull out that have their own strengths. So leadership is about really creating that team. Yeah. And I learned that when I began my work in Hinkley. And I have what I call my five L's. The first one is leadership. And that is leadership as love. It's about leverage, loyalty. And these are important skills that we don't think about. The logic is the common sense. Yeah. The leverage is getting the community together. Give me your hand. Let's work together. Let's unite. And your loyalty is that stick intuitiveness yeah. that I always talk about. So for me, that's what leadership is. And we often think we don't have it. We think we have to have certain yeah. skills or requirements, mm-hmm. but you already have them built in. It's just a matter of you activating it. I love I love that. You <laughs> said so many great things. I'm like, I don't even know what to ask next because that was amazing. But you know, kind of what I hear you saying is it's it's within each of us, but the experiences that we have along the way is what magnifies and what really brings that out. It does. And it comes wisdom, you know, mm-hmm. and all these things happen as we move through life and each one can be developed more. You may see where you have a greater strength, um, but oftentimes we think we're not that leader. Yeah. Um, and, and you can be. I, I think we're all born to be leaders. It's just a matter of evolution. It's a matter of how you see it, what you activate. But for me, growing up, I always thought this leader is one person, you know, like a president that yeah. we see standing up there. But that would be impossible to do. I think a leader's job, again, is is to see and find these qualities and everyone else, and help build a team. And that's what makes it work. I totally agree. And just the things you are saying, you know, our our consultants, our life advantage consultants are listening to this. And, you know, you talk about leverage, you talk about building people around you, like that's how they have a successful business. So I I just, I love how you've tied that in. Um, But one of the things I think that stops people from really stepping into that leadership or developing those skills or making sure that they're taking advantage of those experiences that you talked about is is maybe fear. 
And what will somebody think if I do this? Or in the case of this, if I share my business with somebody, they might say no. How has overcoming that fear really helped shape you as a leader? And like, what advice would you give to somebody who's maybe grappling with this? I want to do this, but I'm a little bit afraid. Mm -hmm. You are a thousand times spot on. You know, oftentimes we think it's somebody else blocking us, Mm -hmm. but it's actually us blocking ourselves. Truth moment, yeah. (laughs) Very much. And it's because of fear. Mm -hmm. I've seen that in my own life. Early on, I'm a dyslexic. So I became the kid that I knew I knew, but I was afraid to put my hand up because I, if I got it wrong, you know, every, people make fun of you or people laugh at you. And then we kind of retreat yeah. back into ourselves. And that's everybody's experience. It really is. I see that in my communities. Mm-hmm. So early on in my life, I learned, and I don't like to be put into a box. <laughs> so I kind of didn't really place it as fear, but I kind of had, I got nothing to lose. Ooh, boom, I'm here. And if you want to laugh at me, fine. But it's uncomfortable, and it's harder when you're a kid. It gets to be easier when you're an adult, but it's it's finding that courage. It's, you know, I always came home feeling dejected, and this is where my mom taught me about you've got to have stick to mm-hmm. You know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. you got to find the courage. And the definition of stick to is a propensity to follow through in a determined manner. It's dogged persistence, born of obligation and stubbornness. See, I got it. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. Most of us have that little stubborn spot. And it's kind of there where it's that internal mechanism. I'm afraid I should speak out. No, you're just being stubborn. What's wrong with you? So I have this like little conversation with in myself your head of, yeah. in your head. Yeah. And you just have to kind of, you know, go for it. And not worry about what others think. I talk about RAM, which is about realization, assessment, and motivation of one's self. And we often think somebody else is is blocking us or Mm -hmm. putting up, we can't do it. And you can. I had a moment in Hinkley Mm -hmm. where, you know, I came in and I'm dealing with a big corporation, employees that aren't certain about me. Why are you here? They think they're going to get blamed. But people would say to me, you're not a doctor. You're not a lawyer. You're not a scientist. What is it that you do know? And why should we listen to you? And I had this moment, I'm like, (laughs) shoot, I don't have to be any of that to be a human and to tell you what I see, what I feel, what I'm experiencing is wrong. And you're not going to tell me the two-headed frog and the kids with cancer and the green water is normal. So that is a moment where I got stubborn. And I'm like, I have nothing to lose and, you know, by saying something. I, I'm like watching the movie in my head as you're, as, as you're talking about it, thinking about just all those amazing scenes. But you said something that, you know, you weren't a doctor. Nope. You weren't an attorney. You didn't nope. have this incredible, but you saw a problem and you were, you were going to fix it. Yes, and it resides in our gut. I've learned that if we tune into ourselves, I, I'm no stranger to tell anyone, I've been in therapy for a long time because it's a really good place for me to almost hear yourself out loud mm-hmm. and realize, wait a minute, I need to own that. What What is it that I'm afraid of? And realizing the strength of who you are. So I spent a lot of time 
almost dissecting myself. So I'm very attached to nature. Mm -hmm. So if you think about a caterpillar, the only way for it to morph into a butterfly, it must dissect itself first. Interesting. So don't be afraid to see where your weaknesses are and own them. I embrace them. My vulnerability and my weaknesses actually have always become my strength when I accept it, when I own it, when I don't step out of it. Because we we can all yeah. we can all make changes. <laughs> it's about the perception and how it is that you see yourself. So it, it's a process to get over fear, but there always comes a moment in your life. Mine was Hinkley for mothers' children with cancer. Uh, I've seen them. That that voice, that instinct, it all kicks in. And this idea, back when we started talking, you have to be certain something to be a leader. No. No, you don't. When you recognize that moment and you have everything and all those tools in front of you, you don't have to worry what somebody else thinks. All you have to worry about is what you're thinking yeah. and how you're going to respond to that situation. And is this your moment and that call to action? And when it happens, take it. I Don't run that. from it. Oh, I, I love that so much. You said something, you know, you, you talked a lot about just obviously taking action and doing things. And, you know, people have seen the show. They love it. It's incredible. You have an incredible career. And sometimes I think we start to compare ourselves to other leaders along the way. And it's like they, they see kind of this fully, you know, evolved leader in you, but don't recognize that it, it was a process. And even when you had those shifts, my assumption is it wasn't like, oh, I arrived. Like it was probably conversations of up and down and having to re-remind yourself of your passion and your why and keep going. So how does somebody really focus on the process rather than just Okay, I flipped the switch. I'm ready to go, but you're you're still going to have moments of hard along the way, right? You know, again, those are excellent comments, points. A hundred percent agree with you. It's only now that I could say talk about leadership <clears throat> and see it the way I do. Mm -hmm. But then looking back when I began, I would have never thought I'm a leader. I wouldn't have even thought it so that way. I would have, yeah. for me. It was so deep in my gut. And again, women are really good at this and they don't always know why. So for me, it's a matter of syncing up here at the brain, here in my heart and here in my gut. And if one of those is talking to the other and has a problem, I have to kind of get everybody synced up in here. Yeah. What I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, what's happening in my gut. And I knew it in school, and so I just responded. I was just digging for that courage. So what? So what if I'm wrong? Oh my gosh! I even do that now at 63. I I'm still vulnerable. I still make mistakes. I'm still learning. I'm I'm still going. Why did I do that? Should I do that? I'm becoming a little more strategic about where I'm moving because I could see in the past where I maybe made a mistake, overreacting. How is it that I'm responding to somebody when I'm overreacting? So it's a lifetime process. I just, again, we're born to be that leader. We just don't know it. And it's a lot of self-work, self-growth, self-believe. And the biggest thing is we just 
We just don't believe that we can. And I think a lot of noise gets around us. Mm -hmm. These judgments, these ideas of what a woman should or shouldn't do, or a mom should be at home or a mom shouldn't work. There's all these rules and regulations and stuff moving around us and you get boxed in. The minute you feel that, that's that moment you need to start punching your way out. And that's the trigger. The soon as you feel that. That's the trigger. And yeah. it's, it's finding yourself. We're so busy looking at others and we want to emulate them or we want to be more like them. But embrace, like, and own and be proud of who you are. Flaws and all. There is not a single person on this planet that doesn't have a flaw or an issue. So at some point, I'm like, oh, my God, Aaron, just get over yourself and just get on with it. And um, don't be afraid to be hurt. Don't be afraid to cry. Don't be afraid to be sad. Don't be afraid to be afraid to step up and speak up. And that's that moment where you kind of got to give yourself a hug. And when nobody else is around to tell you you can do it, you got to let yourself know, I got this. Well, and you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking, what if, what if you had let that feeling of "I'm a little bit afraid" or "What are, what do people think?" What if you had let that stop you? Like, think of all those people that were helped because you had the courage to keep going and not care what somebody thinks about. You know, I, I, I guess just putting this kind of in back into the mind of the consultants. There's a lot of people out there to help that can really benefit from LifeVantage products, from the opportunity. And if you stop yourself from progressing, there's a whole host of people that you're not helping. This is very true. And that made me just think of a moment. And again, you're so spot on. I like you. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> <laughs> but that that moment... I learned in Hinkley a lot of what the distributors do. It's building trust. Mm. So that first moment, that first pass, they might really need that help, but they don't recognize it yet, but they're not sure. So that happened to me in Hinkley. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, people pull guns on me out on some of their property. Why are you here? Because... You're you're asking them, like even, you know, some of the products, you know, ProTandem, these things can help your health, but we don't always want to look at our health. Maybe there's a little health glitch. Maybe we're afraid of that. Yeah. And so <clears throat> that was happening with the people in Hinkley. That was a moment of fear. And that's where you have to let go. Don't walk away hurt. Give them information. Let them learn and understand about a new product or what was happening in Hinkley on their time because it's a trust-respect kind of game. Sure. And if you respect them, I understand. Here's some information. If you have a question, call me. Give them that space. I learned, and in every single community, and I still deal with this 30 years of my career, the moment you do that, they'll read it. They'll think about it. And they'll call you. So it's not, I'm coming in the first time and I'm going to sell something. I'm going to get them to to understand it, to trust or believe. It is a trust-respect game. And it's mutual. So if if you feel you're going to lose something, don't push too hard. Be willing to listen. Maybe ask them, you know, uh, what are you concerned about? Okay, I understand. Look, 
here's here's some information. Um, please take a look at it and give me a call. Some of the people in Hinkley, in my communities, they'll call. It may yeah. not be tomorrow. It could be six months. But they'll call because they respect that you respected that you gave them space. So I think that's really important um, in life in general and in our work, whether it's sales or something else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the baby. You know babies, if you just like, oh, you're so cute, and go to them, they retreat and yeah. crawl in their mom's arms, you know, and up in their neck. But if I've found if you just kind of smile at them or – just start to build yeah. a vibe, yeah. an energy, a trust. When mommy puts the baby down, they'll come over. Yeah, hmm. it's true. No, it's so true. And you know, I'm again thinking back to your your story in Hinkley, and you did see people in in the, in the film that embraced you quickly and like wanted wanted to follow you. And then there was the woman at the very end who was kind of like one of the last people to. There was quite a few of them. And. It's, yes. it's in, I, I guess I never really connected it to our, our consultants how you just did, but it is so true. Like people on their own time, and it's not about you. Like someone might say, right. no, don't take that too personally. And don't. No, and, and don't take it too personal. And don't think that it's the end. It's not. It's mm-hmm. actually just the beginning of building a relationship. Yeah. No, it's it's totally true. Um and that's that can be probably frustrating um, because you know you you want to get it to happen soon, but if it you come in, sometimes I think we have to check our agendas. Yeah, why am I really here? Am I really here to inform and help and go away and be just okay with that? And I think other people are very keen at sniffing out what somebody's really about. Uh-huh. It's an energy. I I believe that with all of my heart. I really do. You know that moment. Mothers know that moment. You 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 meet someone and you're like, oh yeah, oh no. This isn't gonna work. This isn't gonna work. And I think it's about coming in. Yeah. And that process of building a relationship. And that's respect, trust, give, take. And that takes time. Yeah. Leaders are patient. Like very, very well said. And yes, they are. And uh, let me tell you something. Patience is not my middle name. I have to go away, and I will literally pull my hair out. I'll pick an acrylic nail off, and I'm like, oh. So you do. You have to give things time. Yeah. And that is hard. And patience, spot on. Oh, I love that. You know, um, one of the things that I love about this industry is as, as you make people better around you, you, you do better yourself. There's not yes. this competition. But- Unfortunately, there's, you know, kind of this um, feeling sometimes that when I make somebody better, it takes something away from me. How do leaders, like how have leaders have, do they really have to balance and embrace, you know, you talked earlier that everybody has strengths. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid if somebody has a strength that you don't have. Embrace it. And as a leader, how have you had to really rely on others and help others shine? Because I'm excited for them because I can see. So I'm, um, I work, I'm very connected. And it sounds so weird, you know, because it's like, oh, uh, Shirley MacLaine and ooh, dee, 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 dee. But <laughs> we are energy. 
And I work with that and I feel that. Yeah. And you, you'd be surprised. See, the, the person in the room that you think may have all the skills or is so beautiful or, you know, they too have the same problems you do. But I find it exciting and em empowering. And yeah. it's such a feel good moment when you, you can see, recognize somebody else across the room and, just start to connect that energy because they might have a moment where you're like, oh, I think they really have something to say. And I think they're afraid to say it. How can you ignite them? Yeah. I, I think of it this way. So I had the greatest opportunity after the film first came out to pass the Olympic torch. Wow. And I didn't want to do it. Are you serious? No. What? I was afraid. That, okay, that is shocking to me. Yes, I was afraid. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's passing the Olympic torch. So my assistant and my friend said, oh, you have to do this. Uh -huh. So, you know, they sent you the the running suit and I'm not sure what that is all about. You know, as as I get the running suit, I'm like, I really, I don't know. I mean, it, it, you're passing the Olympic torch. I'm thinking, I'm not in the Olympics. You know, I'm not that athlete. So, you know, you think these same things. It's kind of like what we've talked about. Why would I be doing this? Why would I be doing this? Why did you ask me to do this? So the day I get there, now see, I'm starting to really get scared. There's huge crowds. There's media everywhere. So now I'm in my head. First of all, I did hair and makeup. Who does hair and makeup to go past the Olympic torch? <laughs> and mean, it's raining. It's it rain never rains in LA. And I'm like, my mascara is starting to run down my face. I'm scared. It's muggy. I'm getting hot. My hair is getting frizzier. What are people going to think? What if I trip and fall? What if I don't catch it? What if I look like a fool? It's going to be caught on camera. All of these, every, that little voice that gets in your head. What if, what if, what if, what if? You know. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Then it becomes, I don't know where to go. Who's my leader? Am I supposed to run? Are they coming? What's going to happen? Who's telling me? So I look over at my husband. He goes, it's okay. And about that time, somebody came up from the Olympic team. Mm -hmm. and they said, okay, Aaron, start running. It's 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 going to be your time. The torch is getting ready to come around. I'm like, run? Do you want me to run fast? Do you want me to run slow? He said, just relax. Just pace it. Everybody cheering you on. So you kind of start getting into, all right, this is kind of exciting. Uh -huh. But this other voice is... Uh, don't trip, don't fall. So I look over and I'm like, should I go a little faster? He said, you can speed it up. And everyone's cheering. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of fun. And then he says, okay, turn around. And I'm like, turn around? I'm supposed to run and turn around, run, run, and <laughs> no turn around? No one told me that. Wait, told me that. Wait a minute. This was an unexpected moment. He said, just keep running, but just kind of turn around. And I'm like, okay, so I can see them coming with the torch. And he said, it's just about your time. Everyone's screaming, go, Aaron, here it goes. I'm, I get goosebumps telling you the story. <laughs> And I'm like, I start to turn around and I'm like, what do you want me to do? What? And he goes, grab it. To grab it. And I, mean, I looked at it and I grabbed that torch. The energy that came through my body, I didn't know where I was going, but I swung it forward and I went, yes. Let's do this. Let's go forward. It was magical. So I think we all think there's going to be that moment in time I think it will come least expected and the anticipation will build. And when that moment hits, grab it, grab that torch, swing it in front of you. And I got this. It was, 
it was just great. And I remember that a lot mm-hmm. in my life because I still have those moments. I still have those moments. Even being a part of LifeVantage in the first day I was here, I'm like, do I fit in? I mean, these people are really smart. I mean, but I think- You fit in. You fit in. I I think of that moment, the torch. And and that is the other thing that's so fascinating about that race. It is about, you never hold on to the torch. You always pass it on. Mm -hmm. So when you see that person that you- can feel the energy, and maybe they're hesitant, maybe they're afraid, maybe they're uncertain. Just because somebody looks a certain way doesn't mean they don't have fears. And and that's part of team building. Pass the torch. Break that barrier. Start that conversation. And ask them, how are they today? Yeah. Start that conversation. And that begins a trust process. So it's really important, and I don't know that we always think about that. Well, I wish people could like have seen your face as you were telling that story because you, no pun intended, <laughs> just lit up <laughs> talking about that moment of of passing the torch, and you know, but I, I didn't know how to grab it, I and we don't know. always know how to do that. Um, and again, this whole conversation is about the process, and it builds, yeah. and it's these moments and what you take away from it, but. Grab it. There, there is really, is there a right way or a wrong way about, you know, grabbing a torch, running? That it's about believing that you can and overcoming that fear. And so, what if you fall? The bigger issue would be if you don't take that risk to fall and fail, you'll never know and you will forever hold yourself back. Yeah. Learning and failing is the greatest way to success. I love that. How, you know, you talk about grabbing the torch and then passing it on. Good leaders aren't afraid to let somebody else lead as well and giving other people that opportunity. Absolutely. I I, I think there is a time for for everything where you just can't hold on to something forever and Talk about greedy and hoarding. You gotta yeah. like open yourself up. It's like the up opposite to, of leadership. Absolutely. You want to push on these next generations. You want your children to do better. You want your grandchildren to do better. You can offer and pass on these great things. And you can also, in that relationship, take the time to recognize where they might be hesitant. Yeah. Open that conversation with them to help them come out of that because there's a true leader in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a process of learning how to get out of your own way. And I think it's important that leaders recognize that within their team and pull that out of them to help mentor and turn them into that next great well, leader. And, and that feeling of helping somebody find their own confidence, like that has to be just one of the most amazing things as you look back at your career and the people that you help. But helping some of those people like really step into their own confidence and their own style and just to be a part of that, I'm sure it's right. like incredible. We're in a great moment to do that too. You know, back in my day with dyslexia, I had a school teacher that really helped me. She saw that I knew. Mm-hmm. She saw that I was learning. She saw that I wasn't passing my test. I would always fail them. So one day after class, she stopped me and she said, you know, what's going on? I said, what do you mean? She said, everything okay? I'm like, yeah. She said, everything fine at home? I'm like, of course. She said, well, Aaron, you failed your test again. And I'm like, oh. And she said, is there a problem? And I said, well, 
They say I have something called dyslexia. I don't know what it is because I knew inside. I knew, I knew. Oh, 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 I know, I know. But I couldn't figure out because I code differently. Mm -hmm. And when we're different, we're labeled as different. And, you know, we've learned that what different is not good. Different is bad. I think different is great. Anybody remember that? I just said that different, different is, great. is great. We're in... We're popping into new leadership. We're popping into a new world. We're recognizing this. That is a door that's been closed for a very long time. This idea, this standard of conformity of what we're supposed to be. And I think we are busting out of that right now. And again, as I said earlier, it's something I learned very early on. And this teacher said, hmm, interesting. She said, because I know you know. She said, let me ask you this question. If I give you this test orally right now, can you pass it? I'm like, game on. You she bet. said, let's do it. And she gave it to me 100%. She said, wow. She said, so you know what? She never batted an eye. Oh, you're different. I'm going to call the principal. You're going to go to special education class. She goes, this is fantastic. She said, so how about every pop quiz, every test, every final, after class, you can stay and take it, and I'll give it to you orally. I go, are you kidding me? She said, absolutely. And we did just that. Every test, 100%. A plus for the semester. What that did for my GPA was one thing, but what it did for my self-esteem was another. She was a leader. She that was teacher a leader. was a leader. She saw something in there. She saw a glitch, but she saw potential. And she gave me that opportunity because she did something different. She stepped out of the box that helped me find myself. Which I'm sure would not have been normal, like amongst her peers. Like Not back in the day because you know I'm 63 now, so let's <laughs> talk about this. This was back in the day. And that's why I can look at the 60s and 70s where that standard of conformity uh -huh. was in existence, where I can be a part of today and I can assure you all, we are busting out of that bubble. See, this is exciting. Yeah. This is exciting because this is us finding us again. I love that. You know, I wrote the book, Superman's Not Coming. It is about a national water crisis, which we do have, but it is about we the people. Mm -hmm. What I think has been missing in our leadership of, of world of leaders is the potential of believing in us mm. and you the individual, and we the people. And that's who I think we are finally starting to see. And that's exciting. Yeah. I Getting goosebumps just thinking about your experience with that teacher. Kathy Borseth. Interestingly enough, she was my psychology teacher, and she went on um, and was with the FBI. So she... Go, Kathy. Go, Kathy. And I still talk about her all the time, and occasionally I'll see her, talk to her. Um the difference it, it made for me, you know, two well, and the difference it made for hundreds of thousands of people. Like, I mean, you've helped so many people. And like, what if she wouldn't had that leadership and that ability to see that in you? I mean, I, and you would have found yourself, I get that, but just what that did for your confidence and in turn, like what your confidence has done for so many people. And, and my passion now, my job now, my natural instinct now is I need to pass that on. What, what can I really give? How can I really make that change? There's so many environmental 
problems throughout the world. I couldn't possibly be at all of them. But every single person that I am with, if I can share a story, see, it's you too. Yeah. It's you too. That's that's what we need to do is we need to see ourselves first. And when you do, you can see others. And then you can pass on that wisdom, that thought, that idea, um, and help lift them up too. That is what we're supposed to do. So amazing. You know, I, I could just talk to you for hours. This has been so amazing. I, I want to, as we as we kind of start to wrap up, I want to take us back a little bit to where we started. And the question I asked you was really around how does your leadership evolve over time? And <laughs> Did I answer that question in a really long way? <laughs> you answered it perfectly. This has been incredible. But, you know, I, I want you to kind of put yourself in the mindset of somebody who just started a life vantage business. And mm -hmm. For some people, this idea of leadership is almost so foreign. It like feels like boiling the ocean. Like, where do I even start? So if you had one piece of advice for somebody who maybe has not seen themselves as a leader or is struggling to even understand what this concept is, what, what, what would your advice be to that person? I do relate to that. You know, there was, because I've been there, done that mm. uh, in my own life and career, and there's there's not going to be one moment in your life where you stop and think, should I do this? I'm afraid to do this. I'm not certain how to do it. Expect that many, 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 many times in your life. When I started my work in Hinkley, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? It, it's, it's called passion. And if you have that passion for what you're doing, you'll just keep going. It, remember, there, it's a first pass. Don't give up on yourself. And make it own your job, own that passion, learn about it, ask questions, grow with it. Even if you don't make a bunch of sales the first time, why are you in it? Ask yourself, why am I in it? It's to learn, it's to grow. I'm passionate about this. I'm excited about this. Pass the information on, go down the line, come back and revisit. You know, if first you don't succeed, right? Keep going. Try, try again. I and it's that. really very true. And that came from somebody way back in the day. And all of these things, have these mantras, put them up. I do little stick it notes. Oh my gosh, I'm not kidding you. You should see my house. Covered in refrigerator, this on the bathroom mirror, it's in you know my car. There would be days I'd be going into court. I'm not the lawyer, but I know all the information. Um, and they're looking to me for that. And I put, I put it up on my... Rear view mirror, you got this. Any little trigger that reminds you, got it? You know, don't be afraid to fail. I can do this today. And, and find that moment, that willingness, that passion, that excitement to try something new, to try something different, to open that door. Uh, uh, for me, everything's a challenge, and I love a challenge. And every day, it's like, ooh, Game on. Game on. Just to have that conversation with yourself. You block yourself. Realize your strength and potentials. Don't focus on the negativity. Don't let the noise around you. Just start. Just be. Just believe. Give it your best shot. And I make it a challenge. Can I do this today? And you'd be surprised that you can. So if you're just starting, 
Ask questions. Be curious. Be build curious. a relationship. Learn from somebody else. Offer something to somebody else. And if you don't get at the end of the day what you thought you were, that's okay. You're going to try again tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. I love that. This is an episode that people are going to just have on repeat all the time. And your, your comment about sticky notes, you're, you're speaking everyone's love language because I know a lot of consultants who oh. have that same, oh, same yes. process, sticky notes all over the bathroom. It, I it have works. The, I have the memory. If I opened up my calendar and there's – you know, there is a real process that goes on in all of those sticky notes. Yeah. Everyone else thinks it's chaos. But you have to learn what works for you. But again, it's really about life's hard. Life's hard. But it is about what you say to yourself, what you believe about yourself. And that's who you will become. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, your motivation. And I tell people all the time, when you lose your motivation, that mojo, when you question it, take some time for self-renewal. Stop. Don't keep pushing. That's that where I talked about, you know, yeah. the baby, you just push and push. Yeah. Stop. Go take a walk. Take the time to be present. You know, we are so busy worrying about the past, worrying about something, beating ourselves up for something, we're just bound to become depressed. Yeah. We are so worried about the future. What's going to happen? You know, can I retire? Am I going to make money? That we just become an anxious mess. Sure. But if you can be present, that's where you're going to find some peace. And this is that self-renewal mm -hmm. where reconnect to the awe of this planet, this life. Breathe it in. When you do, you'll find a space where you can hear yourself think. That's that moment. Turn that negative voice on. Turn the positive on. And go out there again and go, I'm going to give this my best shot. I'm going to try, and I know I'm going to be able to get this done. I guarantee you when you can find that space mm -hmm. you can find that voice you can find that person who you are you'll realize there's no obstacle you cannot surmount there is no challenge you cannot meet there's nothing you cannot accomplish no matter how impossible it may seem you'll be able to do it because you'll have found the power within of you and your own voice i believe that and I believe in people, and I think there's an amazing moment in this world, and we're ready to bust out. Let's bust out. I'm uh, excited. I as love hell. That. I'm excited. Like, yeah, go, Let's go. It's a great game. It's a race, right? Yeah. And you, you will encourage yourself and encourage others, and we'll get some things done. Well. Life Vantage family, you have the permission from Aaron Brockovich <laughs> to just bust out and let's bust go. Bust out let's go. and let's go. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And more than anything, thank you for being so vulnerable. Um, thank you for sharing your heart and being authentic because I know you can, I've connected to you so much today. I know the consultants as they listen, um, your authenticity is just what makes you such a great leader. And we're so just lucky to have you be a part of this amazing company. So, well, thank listen, you. this company is. Uh, 
is blessed to have you, and I mean that, and you're so spot on in so many things we've talked about it. And just ending, and you hit upon it again, that vulnerability, we are so afraid of it, and that's the one thing that I hope we can embrace. It is, oh, listen, I told my kids a very, very long time ago, if you run into Ward and June Cleaver, <laughs> run. Because nobody's perfect. Nobody's Embrace perfect. the imperfections and oh. the vulnerability. And so, you know, I don't know if anyone has seen the Barbie movie. You know, everyone's talking about the Barbie yeah. movie. I had to go. I will tell you at the end of the day, I am weird Barbie and I love it. <laughs> so well, we just are, embrace yourself, vulnerabilities are, and all. <laughs> you make life manage a better place. Thank you so much for Thanks. all you do. It was fun to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being a guest on Activation Nation and... Uh, We'll have you back again soon. I would love it. Activation Nation, good title. (laughs) Thanks, Erin. Thank you for tuning in to the Activation Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends and share your biggest takeaways from today's discussion with anyone who could benefit from them. This episode is sponsored by LifeVantage Legacy, a nonprofit dedicated to improving lives and building a lasting impact for those in need around the world. Learn more at lifevantage.com. We look forward to sharing more with you during next week's conversation. Thanks for listening and being an important part of the LifeVantage community.